Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Chio Dogu. You can find many awesome podcast episodes that I've done in the past on my website at www.odogu.com or on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and everywhere else you consume your podcast content. So, it's 2018 and as we start to get into the summer season, I decided that, you know what, I want to create a series that is just going to be based on personal development for everyone out there that's going to be taking their summer vacation. So what did I do? Well, I'll tell you what I did. So I took a bunch of my interviews that I've done during the course of the year, and I repackaged them into a special series that I'm calling the Summer Personal Development Series. So basically, each episode is jam-packed with actionable items that you can use to develop yourself while you're on your downtime they're not more than they're not up to an hour long and of course each guest is a noted expert in their field they're going to teach you everything you need to know to improve yourself not just spiritually physically mentally emotionally but psychologically as well so you're going to get a total package for your summer vacation consumption needs so whether it's trying to learn a new skill, become an expert, acquire more skills during the summer break so you can improve your positioning in your office when you get back from the summer. So my first guest in this summer professional development series is Heather Dominic. Heather is a noted expert in the field of psychology, entrepreneurship, um, business improvement. She runs what is called the Highly Sensitive Entrepreneur Program, where she teaches entrepreneurs who are classified as highly sensitive how to take advantage of their natural abilities in order to succeed in a world that does not understand them. Without further ado, here's Heather Dominic and our conversation on what it means to be a highly sensitive entrepreneur. Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Bulletproof Entrepreneurial Podcast. My guest today is Heather Dominic. Heather is the founder and leader of the Highly Sensitive Entrepreneur Movement. She's an author, thought leader, and speaker. She helps highly sensitive entrepreneurs take advantage of their unique skill sets that have been naturally coded into their DNA so that they don't feel as if they were born at a disadvantage because of being highly sensitive. She's collaborated with the likes of Beth Midler. She's won several awards, including the 2015 Best of Manhattan Coaching Award, as well as being the creator of the 2014 Stevie Award winning virtual event A course in Business Miracles. I think you found that's a disjointed description of it. But Heather is an exceptional facilitator and teacher. Her flagship course is titled the 21 Day Discovery Series. And it attracted close to 6,000 official registrants from around the world, including Iceland, from my home country of Nigeria, Russia, Asia, South America, Australia, Europe, and of course, the US. So I'm pleased to have her on the show today to tell us a little bit about herself, her business, and of course, what it means to be a highly sensitive entrepreneur. So with that said, Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here and so happy to be talking to you today. Great, great, Heather. So tell us a little bit about your background and into your entrepreneurial journey. How did you get started in all this? 
Yeah, well, I'll try to have the shortest version as possible um, because it has definitely been quite a journey. Um, This will probably sound a little bit weird, but I can probably thank Osama bin Laden for the start of my business. (laughs) And, um, And what I mean by that is I happen to be one of the New Yorkers who lived through Mm 9-11 and I was working as a high school drama teacher at the time and I lived just about a mile from ground zero and worked just a little bit over a mile from ground zero. And I probably couldn't have necessarily put two and two together at the time in terms of 9-11 being a motivator for starting my business. But looking back, I can definitely say that there was so much that changed, you know, for so many of us all around the world with that event, but definitely for us New Yorkers. And it kind of really just had me looking at life differently. And though I loved the work that I did with my students and I loved my students dearly, I was very frustrated, felt kind of caged in by the public school system and really felt motivated to start my first business. And probably again, because of 9-11, I didn't really have, uh, let me say this, I had a big dose of ignorance. (laughs) So, you know, I plunged in, um, you know, with ignorance on my side in terms of it being a motivator rather than a deterrent at the time. Okay. So what what was your first um, foray into entrepreneurship? What did you do to get going? Mm -hmm. And and how did you change over the years? Yes. So my first business was as a nutrition and wellness coach. And so I had received my certification while I was still working as a high school teacher. And really the the drive for that, as I said, you know, came from this you know, massively fast, different perspective on the world, as well as just a passion, uh, my own personal passion for eating well and the power of whole foods in our life. And when I started that business, as I mentioned earlier, there was definitely a big dose of ignorance. And so I would say the energy that was driving those first couple of years was kind of a combination of that ignorance and pure terror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just had no idea really what it meant to be self-employed. So I was just constantly teaching myself along the way. And part of that teaching process is I began to merge my spiritual life with my business life, really just as an attempt to manage that massive fear that I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. And for me, my spiritual life has focused around the psychological and spiritual curriculum of A Course in Miracles um, for the last 30 plus years, you know, pretty much since my mother passed away when I was 14. And 
that really supported me in being able to keep my head above water. And then at the time, uh, within my first couple of years of being in business, I had built my business up to full capacity. And then other wellness practitioners started asking me what I was doing to be able to be in business full-time successfully. Because especially at that time, it it was more rare than it is now um, to be able, you know, or I should say for the those who are interested in the holistic um, healing arts to be able to have a full-time practice. And so I started sharing. I started just kind of really shyly sharing, actually, the the spiritual approaches I was taking to marketing and selling. And it kind of caught on and others wanted to know more. And so that became my first transition, where I transitioned from nutrition and wellness into um, coaching and teaching spiritual marketing principles. And from there, not to go too on and on here, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but from there about eight years ago, um, was the first time that I had brought my business across the million dollar mark. And it was a time that, you know, really should have been absolutely celebratory, but instead I just found myself massively overexhausted and massively overwhelmed. And, um, which really, uh, put me into a place that I can really clearly and confidently say it was a dark night of the soul. And I really had to dig deep in terms of why I was doing what I was doing and what came out of that was an understanding that I'm highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't really heard the phrase before that time. And it's a phrase Mm -hmm. that's been coined by Dr. Elaine Aaron, who's the founding researcher of the highly sensitive persons from her work in the um, early 1990s. And learning that I was highly sensitive made such a difference because it really showed me that I was meant to be approaching my business differently Mm -hmm. than I had been up until that point. And that was really the impetus, the motivator to move into the third transition, which is my current incarnation, uh, where I have over the last eight years built up this great body of work in terms of research and development and um, tools and teachings that support those of us who are highly sensitive in regards to what we need to do and how we need to be in order to be self-employed and financially successful. So that's a little bit of the transitions and journey along the way over the last 15 years. Nice, nice. So um, let's break that down a little bit. When you say highly sensitive, what do you mean? Because somebody listening without having the research background to know what Dr. Elaine Aaron thought would think, oh, somebody who's highly sensitive is someone who's very emotional, you know, who wears their heart on your sleeve. They can't take criticism or anything of the sort too well. So what do you mean by highly sensitive? Yes, absolutely. Great and important question. So the way that Dr. Aaron really describes a person who is highly sensitive is, first of all, 20% of the global population are born into the world this way. And this way means that your nervous system is wired differently than someone who is not highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. And 
what that means is that those of us who are highly sensitive tend to respond to stimulation uh, in a much more extreme way than someone who's not highly sensitive. And that stimulation could be anything um, from sound to smell to just really um, exchanges of energy. And that can really be a massive detriment when you don't know how to work with your highly sensitive nature, mm-hmm. but when you learn how to work with your nature, it actually can be uh, quite powerful. And so really, truly, those of us who are highly sensitive, we're literally coded to be you know, great coaches and great healing practitioners and great creative entrepreneurs. But again, it's the breakdown of needing to learn how to approach the marketing, selling and operations in a way where we can come from our strengths rather than our shadows. Mm, Love that. Love that. So, um, well, today is international women's day. So, uh, yes, in, in con- in alignment with that, are women only highly sensitive or does it apply to men too? That because- is a great <laughs> question. That is a great, great question. And it absolutely applies to both men and women. However, I will say that I would I, I would say this that just within recent years women are beginning to accept and embrace what it means to be highly sensitive. And my experience has shown me that it's a longer journey for men and mostly because of, you know, cultural and societal um, prejudices, if you will, that really work against women, but also most, most definitely work against men. But there is no no differentiation between men and women in terms of being highly sensitive. Mm, great. So I guess I'm going to add a wrinkle here so that we will make the discussion. I took your highly sensitive entrepreneur quiz. Yes. And my results came out and told me that I am super uber. <laughs> well, welcome to the club because so am I. <laughs> so I started reading everything that came out as a result of that, and I was like, oh, I was trying to read it to disprove it, but I was like, oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> wow. Well, that is pretty awesome. Yeah. So when you take the quiz, you find out if you're somewhat super or super uber so both you and i are are at the top of the highly sensitive scale that's that's quite awesome i have to say well and i noticed one thing after reading all this is that some of these tests like this uh highly sensitive entrepreneur test you know it seems to align with um my mbti which is intj and that Mm -hmm. also aligns to my kobe score which was yeah. like shows almost similar characteristics. So what I want to know is that does this mean that you know you cannot? Uh, it's it's basically telling you, hey, your nature is your nature, and can you expand beyond what your 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 hardwired to be? Mm, I love that. I love that. My personal opinion is yes, you can, mm. and. 
(laughs) So the first part of yes, you can is because I'm a real believer in the universal law of divine will, which is the ultimate ability for each and every one of us to be the creator of our lives, Mm -hmm. be the Mm -hmm. ultimate decision maker. And that really requires a massive amount of willingness and due diligence. Mm -hmm. And so for those of us who are highly sensitive and feel called to be self-employed, this is really where the work that I do comes in because I have both an inner and outer approach to my mentoring programs. Mm. And the inner piece is really what I'm speaking to right now, which is when you're highly sensitive and you're stepping into being self-employed, your business will challenge you to really look at the beliefs that you've established over your lifetime. And most of them, as for many of us, um, you know, didn't originate with ourselves. They were shared with us, passed on to us from family of origin, from schooling, from other training, and and who knows where we've picked them up along the way. So there's a retraining that must occur. And that's why my business is named A Course in Business Miracles, because as I mentioned earlier, the psychological and spiritual curriculum of A Course in Miracles In the center of that teaching is that the definition of a miracle is a shift in perception. Mm. And that's really what's needed for those of us who are highly sensitive, stepping into being self-employed. We must be willing to experience a shift in perception, a shift in perception about how we see ourselves and that we see, first of all, that our highly sensitive nature is not a weakness, but it can actually be a strength. Mm -hmm to be willing to look at our businesses differently and we need to be willing to approach our businesses differently than those who are not highly sensitive will do. And the majority of the training that's available for people who are self-employed out there is designed by, developed by, and for the non-highly sensitives, which again is where my work comes in. Mm. All right. So give us some concrete examples of how, Um, a highly sensitive entrepreneur should approach building a business as opposed to what is generally taught. Yes, I love that. So first of all, I've identified three, excuse me, 12 top, what I refer to as HSE shadows and 12 top HSE strengths. So I'll speak to just a couple of the shadows. The real primary HSE shadow is overwhelm. Because again, for those of us who are highly sensitive, our nervous system responds to stimulation differently. I think anybody who has started an entrepreneurial journey or even is considering it can agree that there are a lot of moving parts to being self-employed. Yes, you, yes. you play and wear every hat. Mm-hmm. Um, and managing it can, can be extremely overwhelming. Now, a lot of the tools that are designed for the other 80% in terms of how to manage operations 
like time management, for example, um, like billing, like um, tracking income can actually add to the overwhelm for those of us who are highly sensitive. So the approach that I teach when it comes to operations as well as a big part of what I teach when it comes to marketing and selling is using one of the top HSE strengths, which is intuition, Mm -hmm. how to be able to really use your intuition as an operative tool uh, when it comes to the practical operational aspects of the business. So that's one example. Um, But I'll speak also to marketing. So for many of us who are highly sensitive, we got the unspoken or unconscious, maybe clearly spoken for some of us message somewhere along the line that there's something wrong with us because we do things and experience things differently. So a lot of us have developed what I refer to as HSE coping mechanisms, where we've learned to keep our true selves Um, protected from the outer world. Now, if you're going to be a person who's self-employed, especially as a solopreneur, you have to be willing to be seen in your marketing. Mm. You are your business. Mm. So you have to, as a person who's highly sensitive, face what that means. So I I have a teaching that I refer to as V and V energy, which stands for vulnerability, excuse me, visibility and vulnerability, the willingness to be seen for who you really are. And that really needs to become a practice because if you aren't being genuine and authentic, and especially in a very, very crowded marketplace these days, your message will go unheard. And those sacred contracts, clients that you're meant to work with will miss you. They won't find you. They won't see you. So a highly sensitive has to be willing to step into embracing the power of who they are and being willing to share that, show that in their marketing rather than trying to just clone themselves to look like all of the other non-highly sensitives. Mm-hmm. So that's, those are a couple of examples. I can also speak to selling because that's, that's a big one, but uh, I don't want to just go on and on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's that. I totally agree with that because well now after having taken the quiz and knowing that I'm highly sensitive, um, what you just said made a lot of sense because when starting my business, I noticed that I, I usually tend to stay in the background in terms of everything I do. I don't like spotlight. And also I didn't put my face on anything I, I did. You know, if I write right. something, I use like a, a pseudonym to write a blog post or I'll just put like a logo to cover. I didn't want myself out there because I was like, that's not me. I'm not. I'm not the type of guy that needs attention. I don't need attention. I can I can work from the background and do what I need to do and get paid and go away. But when <laughs> <laughs> that was the logic, but noticing that unless you become more personal, unless you become a person that people know, like, and trust in as much as you are sensitive, that's the only way people can do business with you these days because nobody wants to do business with a faceless corporation. Nobody trusts that anymore. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I kind of had to have chills over here because you really are describing so much of the highly sensitive journey. And so then, you know, again, 
again, being willing to, to put yourself out there and what that means and what the stories a highly sensitive entrepreneur might be making up about what that means in terms of their safety, which is a a big, you know, um, a big hurdle for many of us who are highly sensitive. And I don't mean physical safety necessarily, but really just, you know, being uh, concerned about being bombarded and overwhelmed and, um, you know, having to manage situations that they're, you know, concerned that they won't necessarily be able to manage, but you can, you just need to learn how to do it in a way that really, again, works for you. So, yeah. So what are some of the lifelong limiting beliefs? I know we've touched on a few, but what are some of the the strongest ones that your clients that are HSE have had to face and overcome with Yes. Work. yes, I would say some of the common ones are, I am not enough. Mm. So that typically comes from that act of comparison, right? Looking out and seeing all of the 80 percenters who are in business and thinking to yourself, I, I could never do that. I can't do what they're doing. I can't do it in the way that they're doing it. So I must not I just must not be enough. And again, many of us somewhere along the line received that kind of messaging somewhere. uh, Because again, the way that we have interacted internally with the world is very, very different. Uh, So that's a very common one. I am not enough. The other common is I don't deserve or I won't be able to generate the income that I desire. And where that typically comes from is, again, you can look to the outside world and many of the, you know, historical models of successful entrepreneurship are 80 percenters. Mm -hmm. And that is where in the past the cultural value has been placed. And, you know, yet so many of my community members, once they really learn how to embrace their HSE strengths, they really step into being able to claim the value of those strengths and how so many of their clients and customers actually really want to be served by a person who's highly sensitive because it means that they're served in a different way than they're used to. Mm -hmm. But again, our culture has put financial value on more of that, you know, external bravado warrior type of approach to business. So that tends to be a very commenting common limiting belief. And then I would say a third common limiting belief does have to do with safety. Um, So something along the lines of if I am successful, if I am financially successful in my business, it will cost me a lot, meaning it will cost me a lot of time. It will cost me a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. 
I'll have to work really, really hard in a way that doesn't feel good to me. Mm. And that creates a lot of conflict as all those limiting beliefs do. And of course there's others and there's kind of, you know, sub limiting beliefs that, that kind of stem off of those three primary. But I would say those three, I have first of all experienced myself and also have just seen over and over and over again with all of the HSEs that I've mentored. Mm. Good, good, good. So that's one aspect of being an entrepreneur. You know, we've talked. I, I look at entrepreneurship as you know, you have to have the strong interplay between the mind, the body, and the spirit. So now let's move from. We've talked about the mindset now. So let's move from the mind to the body and talk about fitness. You know, um, keeping yourself, your body mm-hmm. in check, and how that plays a role in becoming a better entrepreneur, especially if you're a HSE? Yes, absolutely. Well, I would say it's so important for all of us, whether we're highly sensitive or not. And it's especially important to us, uh, for those of us who are highly sensitive. And I would say that kind of bumps up against another limiting belief, right? Mm. I mean, you hear a very common entrepreneurial success story is that like, you really have to pay your dues, right? You really have to work really super hard those first few years. You give in all of your blood, your sweat, your tears, you you know, really pour it all in and maybe hopefully you'll get it back. Mm -hmm. And I would say that that approach is pretty much going to guarantee that an HSE will go out of business. Mm. (laughs) So an HSE is we're actually more productive with the more that we uh, care for our highly sensitive nature, meaning that when you really learn to work in a way in your business that plays to your strengths, then you're actually getting more done in less time. So say, for example, taking time to manage your energy, which is uh, one of my primary teachings and the foundational principle trainings that I provide in my six-month mentoring program, taking time to manage your energy at the beginning of every day, as well as certain moments throughout the day, is going to serve you so well. It is going to give you an absolute, not only an ROI, a return on any investment uh, Mm -hmm. and what you're making in the business, but also an ROE, return on any energy that you're investing in the business. Or again, 20 minutes on a meditation cushion or doing yoga stretches or taking a walk is going to literally allow the instrument of your body to be more finely tuned, to access those strengths, to work for you in your business. When you deny that, when you ignore that, when you bypass it, you, it's like you're literally just, you know, you're, you're taking dollars um, or whatever income source it applies to where you live out of your bank account and you are literally taking years off of business success. So care for self and body is imperative. And does that also mean that, you know, there are some type of people that I call energy vampires, which is basically when you're around them and you're hanging out with them, you know, because yes. they're they are only negative, they don't see positivity in the world, or they're always complaining, it tends to really sap the energy out of the room and out of 
the environment. I, I know I experienced that for certain people I've hung out with in the past, and as a result, I stopped hanging out with them. So does that mean that, you know, we need to be... Um, I was going to say worry, but I would say we need to be cautious of the type of people we hang out with. Well, I love that you brought up energy vampires. And what I'll say is absolutely for those of us who are highly sensitive, we are so susceptible to others' energy. And that really for a highly sensitive who is not trained in terms of how to be in their strengths, that will be a massive detriment in the business because we tend to either really get flooded by someone else's energy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, especially those vampires that you're speaking about, or we put ourselves into the HSE shadow of overprotection, doing anything and everything we can to avoid, Mm -hmm. which of course works against you because as we talked about earlier, you need to be willing to be seen in your business. Now, someone who's not highly sensitive, they might be in the same room with an energy vampire and they're not even going to feel it. They'll be like, what? What are you talking about? That person was really nice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so for us, it's not just about the choosing, although that is absolutely part of it. But sometimes you can't choose, right? Say, for example, you're going to go to a networking event. Yes. Uh, There's going to be all kinds of people there. Yes. So then it becomes personal responsibility. Again, these are a lot of the tools that I teach, which is how to really your energy to frame your state of being and your mind so that you're not taking on the energy. I always say just because you can, meaning that your system is wired to take on the energy, doesn't mean that you have to, Mm -hmm. but you do need to learn how to approach it differently. So that's a big one when it comes to, you know, energy vampires being highly sensitive and being self-employed for sure. Mm. And what about the spiritual aspect of this? Uh, you mentioned spiritual marketing earlier when you were doing your other ventures. So talk a little bit more about, you know, having a strong spiritual center and core mm-hmm. as part of your entrepreneurial growth and journey. journey. Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, that's one of our HSE strengths is we are spiritual by nature. And yet most of us, again, we're taught somewhere along the line that you keep that part of your life separate and, you know, separate from anything and everything else. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, again, when I was starting off and being self-employed, there was a fraction of the teachings and the trainings that are available out there now. And I can confidently say that the majority of teachings that were available um, were, first of all, provided by men. And second of all, were very 80 percent oriented. So no one was talking about anything in regards to energy or spirit. And yeah, I, again, kind of stumbled into, into it when I already had a solid spiritual life simply because, you know, trauma and massive loss brought me there Mm. at an early age. Um, and 
again, as I mentioned earlier, I was totally terrified. Um, and, but what I discovered was, oh my gosh, this part of my life, this part of my being is not meant to be separate from business because business is about relationships. And that is the most beautiful and potent place Mm. for for spirit to be at work. Um, when I am in relationship with another, when I am in service to another So when we learn, again, especially for those of us who are highly sensitive, since being spiritual by nature is one of our strengths, when we learn how to bring that into our business, first of all, our business just becomes so much more enjoyable, right? It doesn't need to be this kind of separate, concrete, logic-only based um, entity, but instead it can become truly the fluid, organic, creative um, endeavor that being in business and being an entrepreneur really is. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I find when you are able to really be strong within your, your spiritual self and being, however that might look for, for each and every one of us into your business, it just becomes so much more of a vibrant and, you know, rewarding experience. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. So mm-hmm. as we start to transition and wind down the show, I want to ask you a couple questions. Now, looking back, at this whole framework, do you think that it is possible for um, what I call it the rest of the 80% to learn more about how to become or how to work with highly sensitive entrepreneurs? Okay, I want to put it in a context. If, for example, a highly sensitive person is working in the workplace, you know, the corporate environment, mm-hmm. chances are there are certain norms and cultural stuff that you have in a particular office that, you know, you're all expected to participate in. But if you're sensitive, you find that, you know, you tend to shy away from from doing what is expected and that kind of starts um, having yeah. a negative effect on your career. So are, are there ways to educate people, especially in management or upper-level management, about the different types of people they have working for them and how to interact and relate with them so that when somebody is operating, operating in their nature, it's not uh, a detriment to their career progress? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I just love this so much. The answer is yes, yes, yes. And... <laughs> <laughs> So yes, yes, yes. I would say, first of all, because as Dr. Elaine Aaron speaks to in her work and her writings, those of us who are highly sensitive have been brought into the world to be what she refers to as the royal advisors. We are the royal advisors of society. We are the royal advisors to the other 80% who are more of the warrior kings and queens. We have been brought here to this planet, to this world, and especially at this time to bring balance. Now, what that requires, though, and especially we can take the example that you so eloquently put out in terms of the corporate environment, what that takes, what that requires is that the movement, you know, as I have really, you know, really started within the the entrepreneurial frame, but definitely applies to non-entrepreneurs as well. The movement of the power of those of us who are highly sensitive must come from us. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the miss that so many HSEs make or just highly sensitive people in general make is they're waiting for the other 80% to say, here, here's your seat at the table. Go show us, tell us. And it's never going to happen. Yeah. But if you have the courage, if you have the call, if the call is loud enough that you know, you feel the pull that you have been brought here to fill this royal advisor role. And I will say for so many of us who are HSEs, we do hear that call loudly. We do feel that pull strongly. Otherwise, we want to be self-employed because, you know, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like it's a real challenge. Yeah. So of course there's a bigger purpose at work. So in order to answer that call, in order to follow through on that pull, you have to be willing to do the work yourself. You have to be willing to claim who you are as a person of sensitive strength. And you need to be willing to bring that to the table. And that's how it is going to infiltrate the the corporate world. It is how it is going to impact the way that business is done globally. And in my personal opinion, it is absolutely going to aid to the healing that the world needs so badly right now. Love that, love that, love that. So, as we start to transition towards the end, Heather, I could talk about this for hours, but I want to be respectful of time and who are fast running out. So, tell us a little bit more about your personal entrepreneurial journey. Looking back on your career thus far, knowing what you do now, do you think there's anything you could have done differently if you were Mm -hmm. to go back in time? Well, I'd say there's always the benefit of, you know, perspective, right? There's, there's always that. And I will say that I truly do believe that everything that has unfolded so far needed to unfold exactly as it did. However, if I could go back, if I could give one thing, one gift, if you will, to my younger entrepreneurial self, it would be a deeper sense of trust and a deeper sense of belief earlier on to really be able to you know, I would say rely on the fact that if I was hearing this call, there was a purpose and there was a reason and to be willing to follow that um, without needing the external results to give me the proof. And if I had been able to have that deeper trust, that deeper belief earlier on, I do believe that that especially those early years would have been a lot easier. Understandable, understandable. And what's one of the biggest challenges you've faced in business and how did you overcome that? Oh, there's been so many. (laughs) (laughs) There always are. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness, how to pick just one. (laughs) Um, Okay, the one that most memorable sticks out in your mind. Yeah, I would say it goes back to that dark night of the soul um, about eight years ago. Mm. And the way that I overcame that is, first of all, I... I, I withdrew from all of the many, many, many external 
voices that I was connected into. Um, for that time I took my, I was on like numerous email lists and following numerous leaders, um, on social media, although social media was like just brand new at that time. Mm -hmm. And I, I withdrew and I connected in with myself, which is why it was a dark night. But what I did to help myself through that is I continue to just pour my love into the clients that I was working with. I never withdrew from the work. And I really have found that if I allow the work to lead the way, all is and will forever be well. Great, great. Mm-hmm. love that and with that said Heather we've reached the end of the show I really want to thank you for coming on board to share your words of wisdom about your business and your experience and especially teaching us a lot more about um, highly sensitive entrepreneurs and how to leverage your, stre- your strengths if you're a highly sensitive individual so t- before I let you go tell us where people can find you and get to know about you of course take the quiz you're going to love it since I've taken it and I enjoy uh, the results being that they match almost completely to my nature. So tell us where they can find you, take the quiz, and then interact with you if they want to learn more. Absolutely. Well, again, I just so appreciate that you took the quiz, and I have loved this conversation with another super uber, highly sensitive <laughs> entrepreneur. So I would say, you know, as as anyone who's been listening and, and you've been thinking along the, the way of this conversation, like, oh my gosh, that really just might be me, then I definitely recommend that you take the HSE quiz, and it's uh, really more of a self-discovery process Mm -hmm. than a quiz. So if you have any, you know, leftover um, test trauma from grade school, (laughs) um, it's not scary. Um, It's actually really insightful. And you'll find that at www.hsequiz.com. And that's really the best way to begin your journey. um, Because as we've shared already, once you take the quiz, once you complete the assessment, you'll be shown if, first of all, are you highly sensitive or not? And if you are, are you somewhat of an HSE or a super HSE or like us, a super uber HSE? And then you'll receive a free success guide to support you in getting started with how to really begin to work with this and how it applies to your business and, and your life. So hsequiz.com. Mm-hmm. And you can also always, you know, find me on social media channels in regards to business miracles. And that's, that's it. Great. And I'll put all those links in the show notes. Well, Heather, my friend, thanks for coming on to share your story. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview and, of course, teaching us a little bit more about how to leverage our inner strengths, especially me, since now I know what I am. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I've so appreciated this conversation and really appreciate what your podcast offers to the world. And I'm really just so happy and honored to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Heather. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in once again to listen to the podcast. If you loved what you heard on the episode today, please leave a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever else you're listening to this podcast right now. It helps other awesome listeners like yourself find the show. So till next time, take care, have a great summer, and of course, stay bulletproof. Bye.